This is the Ezra Podcast. It's a rematch week. It's a rematch off the biggest upset of the year so far. Mauricio Lara versus Josh Warrington. And now Lara's the, the man coming in. He's the man coming into this fight. He's so much the man coming into this fight that I'm going to do his, uh, his info first. That's what happens. When you become the man, I do your info first. And it's actually a pretty interesting card as well. Uh, in a you know in a time where DAZN's really making a push in Europe, um, and really that's like their number one market, the market that they're you know that they really they really you know create their whole strategy for. And this is a fight that you know definitely their fans are going to be interested in because uh, Warrington was. On the cusp of something, maybe some you know some good, interesting fights, some big fights, and then they bring in Laura for basically a tune-up, stay busy fight, and Laura was a problem for him, just a really bad style for him. And going into the fight, I had Warrington winning the fight, right? I don't think anyone had Warrington losing, right? Going into the first one, but the one thing I did say was that Laura was going to land that left hook. And it was just whether, you know, it was going to, if whether, um, I'm sorry, Laura was going to land the left hook and whether Warrington could stand to it. I, but I knew he would land the left hook because it's, Warrington's not a hard guy to hit. And his offense is basically, you know, putting himself in exchanges. That's what it is. He's just out there to outwork you. He's not there to school you. He's there to outwork you. And to outwork someone means that they're working too. You're just doing more than, than them. But with Laura, it's... You know, he, he has no problem playing that game. Because he thinks he can outwork you, but he knows that if we let him keep landing shots, he's going to put you to sleep. And that left hook is no joke. And that left, ho- left hook is serious. It's probably the hardest shot Warrington's ever been hit with in his life. So we go into this fight, and Laura, like I said, big left hook. Um can fit his shots inside, very comfortable in exchanges, very comfortable getting hit, and still continuing on his offense. Uh, he's hittable. He's got a tight guard that, you know, you can hit around it. And you got Warrington, who, in this fight, you know what I mean, he, he's not, you know, uh, a smart counterpuncher. He's not a, you know, a technical boxer. He's a guy that's going to outwork you, and he's going to use, you know, the gifts he was given as far as, like, speed and, and explosiveness. Right, but he doesn't have a lot of power, so he's gonna give you a lot of opportunities to hit him. And that's I'm telling you, this is just just a bad matchup for him. Laura is just the worst matchup for him, especially because Laura can take a shot. And if you have nothing to push Laura back, well, he'll just keep coming forward. It's a different mindset. It's it's not a style that Warren actually is comfortable fighting. It's not the one he's used to fighting. It's a style that's just really a nightmare for him because he doesn't have a lot of power, but he likes to exchange. And Laura's like, I do have power and I love to exchange. So Warrington's going to have to box on his back foot. He's never shown that ever in his career. He's got to show something. What do I always say? If you have to show something you've never done in your career, I can't say you're going to win the fight because you have to show me something that I've never seen before. For, for me to say that that's possible, right, is me saying something that I've never seen with no evidence of before. I can't do that. I think Laura's going to win this fight. Because Warren just got to do something that he's never done before. The only way he wins fights is outworking opponents. Now, maybe he could be more patient in this fight. But he's still going to have to exchange. 
because he's not going to pick one shot at a time and win this fight. He's not precise like that. His punches don't come that way. His punches are looping. He fights in combinations. He fights in explosions. I think that he's going to be more patient in this fight. I think he's going to be more cautious in this fight. I think he's going to try to be more defensively sound, but he's still going to be Warrington in this fight. And when he becomes Warrington and when his offense is Warrington, well, that's what happens. A war ensues. And Lara, to me, is more built for that than Warrington is. I think this fight goes longer, even though he got stopped the ninth last one. I think it goes a little longer because Warrington is going to be a little bit more on survival mode. He's going to be a little more cautious. He's going to be more picky on when he comes out, but he's still going to have to come out with shots and combinations. And when he does that, I believe Laura's going to win those exchanges. Laura is very good at setting his feet and letting go combos and being able to pick shots in the middle of a flurry. And he also adjusts his body to fit shots in. So he looks like he's going in for a shot. He's still adjusting his, he still adjusts his body mid-punch, mid-motion to fit a shot in. Those little things that Warrington doesn't have. Warrington is just, in Street Fighter, when you have the, the in-between levels, right? You have to fight a guy and then you go and fight like a car, right? And you go and destroy the car. That's what Warrington's doing. He's just hitting a big thing. He's a big giant target in his mind, right? He's throwing shots, whatever he can get out Laura's not doing that in those in those in those combinations of flurries. He's really putting the shots where he wants to put them. Sometimes he leaves himself open. He goes like a long body shot and he extends himself from long. But it's, Warrington doesn't really have the power to make him really pay for it. He can hit him, but I don't think he's really going to make him pay. I don't think he's going to really deter Laura from coming in. So he would have to box off his back foot to win this fight. I don't think that's possible. He's never done it before. And I can't say that he's going to do something that he's never done before. I think Laura's going to win this fight. And I think Laura wins this fight. He's the man at featherweight. I had, you know, I heard Gary Russell, right? And he, I would pick Gary Russell to beat Laura. That doesn't mean he's the man at the weight, right? That just means that I think he's the most talented, but he's got to go and beat some top guys. Right now, I got Ray Vargas. You got Gary Russell. You got Warrington. You got Laura and Navarrete. And the only two fighting each other right now are Laura and Warrington. Laura won the first fight to make himself a contender in that conversation. Now he's going to win, look to win this fight to make himself the man at this division. That's the way I see it. I don't see it like everybody sees it. Someone's got a fake belt and he defends it against a bunch of nobodies and then he's the champ. I don't see it like that. You got to fight the guys. And I got the guys that are the main guys there. Now, can someone else pop, someone else pop up and beat Navarrete or beat one of those guys? Sure, but it's not there yet. So Laura beat the man again in the conversation. Now he's got to beat the man again to put himself on top of the top of the hill. On the undercard, you, we have Katie Taylor. Oh, did I say my prediction on that? So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Laura to win this fight. I think he's gonna, like I said, Warrington's gonna be Warrington, and with that moments when he's Warrington, it's gonna be the man that Laura beat. He's gonna Laura and Laura's gonna land big shots, and they're gonna mean something, and they're gonna. Put Warrington in a situation where he remembers all too clearly from the last fight, and it's just a horrible matchup for him. I'll pick uh, I'll pick Laura by eleventh round TKO. On the co-main event, we got Katie Taylor, who's probably you know besides Carissa Shields the most um, most accolades for like a, a woman boxer right now, and she's fighting Jennifer Han, and Jennifer Han is. Not known, uh, not a big name in any stretch of the word or imaginations, but she's talented. Sometimes you get uh, a woman's boxing match and you get a name and then you get a person. You're like, I never heard of them and their skills are this, pretty much the level you imagine someone you never heard of. 
But Han isn't that. She's got some skills. Now, she doesn't have the thing that Katie Taylor has, which is God-given ability. Katie Taylor's legs are springy. She's fast. Um, she's active. She has a, a style that's just built to win scorecards. And Han has a style that's defensively aware, but she just doesn't have those traits, the speed, the power to make it really, you know, interesting to me and a, a legit threat to Kay Taylor. I just don't. I know. I think that the defensive moments she has, um, she fights going backwards. She's got a good jab. She's all left handed. Like everything she does is left handed. It's her, her offense is left handed, left hand, uh, left jab, uppercut hooks. It's all left-handed. So I think that she's going to jab and move. And I think that she's going to look all right early rounds. I just think that Katie Taylor's forward momentum, forward sprints are going to break her down. And Jennifer Hahn has one thing that, you know, I think that will really start sticking out. Is she gets a little stiff and she gets stuck. She has she gets stuck in some positions where she's trying to turn a corner. And she has a little twitch to her step that I think really going to cost her in this type of fight where Katie Taylor is really looking to explode going forward. I think if I could be a little more interesting than people think, but then I could just think that in the second half, I think it's going to be all Katie Taylor. I expect this fight to go to decision. Um, Han is, like I said, no power. All her fights go to decision. Katie Taylor has some pop, but in this fight where Han's, you know, defensively aware, I think the first half of the fight, I think, you know, I the, maybe not the most contact, not the most landed punches. And then Taylor's going to do what she does and take it to that next gear and know how to win a fight and know how to explode late and take the fight and take the rounds and take the moments and win this fight. And hopefully this sets up a big fight with Amanda Serrano because Serrano just got a big win off the Jake Paul card. And Katie Taylor has been winning, you know, and been um, high, uh, spotlighted on these zone cards, on these matchroom cards. And that's the fight we all want to see. And that's the fight we need to see. And I think I'm starting to lean Serrano when getting, being honest to you. Because Katie is very good, but I don't think she has those other skills. I just think that she wins a lot of fights on just natural ability. And God-given ability and willpower. And I don't think Serrano wins fights like that. She can. That's an ability she has if she had to really go back to it. But she re- really wins fights on skill. And technique and offense um dynamic offense and dynamic punches and being able to place her shots and being creative and be able to set punches up and all the skills that Katie Taylor kind of doesn't have Katie Taylor doesn't really have another punch sometimes she sneaks a left hook in but she's really just like a one-two type of fighter so let's see Katie Taylor wins this fight looks impressive let's see if that's a little bit more trouble than she imagined than anyone imagines but I'll take Katie Taylor in this fight and hopefully that sets up the Serrano fight, which would be a huge fight for women's fighting and boxing. On that card, we also have, and I had broken down this fight before, but it got canceled. So I'll, I'll just kind of go off of memory here. We got Adrian Granados versus Connor Ben. And Connor Ben um, was first just a son of a fighter type of thing, like similar to Hadden's son, similar to Chavez's uh, son, similar to, you know, what we have now is like uh, Ollie's uh, nephew. But now he's turning into a serious prospect. And it's well-deserved because he's got speed, he's got power, 
his skills are getting better. He's getting more comfortable in the ring. When he had the stiffness before, he doesn't really have that anymore. He's shaking all that off. And Granados is considered a test, but I don't really think that's a, that big of a change, a step up from Samuel Vargas, which he just got out, uh, knocked, just just got out faster than Virgil Ortiz did. And I think Conor Ben is becoming a very interesting prospect. And I think he's coming into the um, to the realm of contender. And I think that he would give a lot of guys. Like, I've been saying Danny Garcia is not a great 147 fighter. And I would pick Conor Ben to beat him right now. And I think that him versus Sean Porter would actually be very good, very competitive. And I wouldn't be surprised if Conor Ben beat him. I'm getting pretty high on Conor Ben. And I think that Granados is maybe been competitive with some guys. But he doesn't really have anything to me that I'm saying that's what he's good at. This is what the fight that needs to look like for him. I, I don't see that. And I, expect, I picture him moving around a lot in this fight. Um, trying to explode when he can. But I just think Conor Ben's aggression, Conor Ben's jab, his timing. I think he's gonna, this is the perfect matchup for him at this point. And I think that after this, we really start talking about him. And I think maybe American fans start talking about him. Because they know Granados. And they know that he's competitive with some of the PBC guys. And he, he's got that rep. I think Conor Ben's going to look very good in this fight. And I expect a stoppage for him. And if I were betting, right, if I were betting on this fight, if I was bringing back fake money real bad, which I took a break from because we had, we had a little losing streak, right, I would take lower to win. I'd take Saron to win by decision. I mean, sorry, not Saron. Katie Taylor to win by decision. And I'd take Conor Ben to win by knockout. I really like those bets. I can't see those those fights going in the direction. Um, and this is really uh, Conor Ben's moment to, to shine on this card, which he had, you know, he was supposed to be on the fight camp, but this is, this is a good opportunity still puts him on, puts him on this card, which, you know, fills this card's depth up for sure. It's not a star power card, but there's depth to it, right? There's some depth to the, to the bench. There's a UFC on Saturday as well. And we got Derek Brunson versus Darren Till. And um, we got two Southpaws going at it. And we got Derek Brunson who, you know, was been a career lifetime gatekeeper and you got a guy Darren Till who was supposed to be the next big thing supposed to be a star supposed to be contending for titles winning titles and they're at a point where one of them right is going to be eliminated forever from the title picture one of them will after this fight one of them will be eliminated forever from the title picture they will never get that chance again and one of them will put themselves in a beautiful opportunity which could possibly be next for the title shot and that's a hard sell for Derek Brunson because he is he already smoked him. But Derek Brunson's on a, a, a good streak right now. And he has some names like Kevin Holland, uh, Edwin Sharbizian, and Derek Till's on a little bit of a losing streak. It's but his name and the lack of opponents at middleweight kind of put him in a spot where if he wins this fight, he could possibly get the title shot next. And this is the same thing I keep down here with the middleweight division in the UFC. He just kind of kind of stay relevant at the right time. You gotta stay relevant at the right time, and you never know when your name's gonna get called. And this is a fight to where you're not fighting for number one contender; you're fighting to stay relevant. And if you lose this fight, you're no longer relevant, and you no longer have a chance to get to the title. And and in this fight, Derek Brunson is looking to show that he's not just a gatekeeper that has been 
you know, keeping the gate closed for guys that aren't real contenders. He's looking to show that those guys were real contenders. I'm just better than them. And I'm beyond a gatekeeper myself. And it's like two gatekeepers. And it's like, which one of you is going to open the gate? We can't both keep them closed. Darren Till's a little bit one dimensional. He only punches from the left hand. It's all, you know, he's looking for it. It's the only shot he has. He could get a, you know, big apple on the inside, but it's, it's, he's a one shot, one trick pony, one side of his body pony. And Derek Brunson, while also, you know, looks for his left hand, but he could do a little bit more. His kicks are a little bit more dynamic. And I know that might be, maybe he doesn't have the same technique that Darren Teal has with his kicks. I'm not saying that, like, he kicks better than him. But I'm saying that he does more things with it. He'll go to the legs, he'll go to your body, go to your head. His offense is a little bit more creative. It's a little bit more unpredictable when I just kind of know what Darren Teal's bringing. And Darren Teal's just going to try to... It's like, Darren Till's kind of like a smash mouth football team, right? This is going to run it right up the gut. And you know what's coming, but they still say, well, I don't, we don't care that you know what's coming. We're still going to do it. There's nothing you could do about it. That's what he's doing with his left hand. And Derek Brunson is more like, I'm going to make the game ugly. Right? I'm going to make the game ugly. I'm going to try to run out the clock. I'm going to try to smother you, not let you get any offense uh, going and it's an interesting matchup. I think it could be actually a very sloppy, ugly matchup. I think it could be a lot of clinches. But I think at the moments of distance, I think Darren Till's going to beat him to it. I think he's going to beat him to it. And I'm going to rely on the left hand that's just better technique and more power to it. I'm interested if this fight gets in the clinch. Does Darren Till tire out? Is Derek Brunson able to, you know, just kind of apply the pressure, hold the, hold them there? What kind of, uh, when they exit the clinch, that's usually when Derek Brunson likes to work, but Darren Till likes to work with elbows too. So those are interesting moments, right? But I imagine at the distance, right? And Derek Brunson, remember, he doesn't like to push forward. He's more, honestly, sets a distance. He sets, he likes to keep a distance. And Darren Till likes to come forward, but without a distance. Who's going to attack within that distance, right? They're going to be in each other's hitting range, but who's going to go first? And I just think that Darren Till is very confident with the left hand. I think that left hand lands... Uh, lands often at that distance. And the clinch is probably Brunson's, Brunson's best opportunity to win this fight. And I think that a clinch and a takedown will maybe start happening later in the fight, but maybe Darren Till has done enough early to get the rounds in his favor. And I expect Darren Till to win a decision in this fight. And I expect him to be talked for a title shot next. As strange as that sounds, especially with his past five fights, being a name and being relevant at the right time, it helps. It's not about it's not about where you're at. It's about where you're at at the time that you're that it is, right? It's all about timing in this world. And Darren Till might just have perfect timing for him to get a shot at Izzy. In a fight that people find really interesting. Sometimes you know, you could lose to other guys, but it's kind of like Anthony Rumble Johnson, and people always thought, like, him and John Jones is a really interesting fight. Even though that Rumble Johnson has been beaten by everyone, some for some reason in people's mind, they think that's an interesting fight. They don't know how it looked. They think that you might be competitive. It's kind of like what Darren Till is with Izzy. People think that it might be competitive. Thank you guys for listening this week. This has been the Ezra Podcast. <laughs>